All right, so my friend, my name is Mark Dawson. I'm the chief operating officer for Mr. Sparky Electric. So uh, uh, glad to be with you today. Yeah, you too. So Mr. Sparky, it's a name that I've heard and, and seen around. You guys are a fairly decent sized operation. Um, talk about company a little bit. So uh, we were started early, in the early 2000s out of uh, Sarasota, Florida, and uh, have grown uh, pretty steadily over the last 20 years. So uh, excited about the future, and uh, I actually oversee three brands, which is Mr. Sparky Electric, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and One Hour Heating and Air uh, for our uh, parent company, which is Authority Brands. And uh, so we're, we're excited about the future. Wow. So how long since, I guess, since you started your first company, like how long have you been in business in all of the businesses? Yeah. So the three brands that I represented, they all started pretty much at the same time. Uh, uh, I think, let me get this, one hour was the uh, was the first, no, excuse me, Benjamin Franklin was the first, it was 1998. And then I came along one hour in the early 2000 and then Mr. Sparky followed right after that. So, uh, okay. and doing doing quite well. Good, and I hear that you're kind of a franchise model. That's what you like to do. So um, I, I'm curious how that even works in the trades. How does a franchise model work? Yeah, so uh, so I have personally been in the franchising model uh, myself uh, since 1992 uh, in the trades in industry, so glass, plumbing, electrical. Um, and so one of the things that we do, we're able to bring to independent contractors are some of the tools that they need to run their business more effectively. And so usually the guys come to us, they understand the uh, technical part of the business, right, of how to actually install and things like that. But so when it comes to operation uh, or operational processes or marketing uh, strategies, how to build a team, recruit and train that team on the management side or even on the finance side is, you know, it's, it's one thing putting it in, but it's another thing actually making a profit. And so we really understand with the numbers and help our franchisees when it comes to uh, making a profit. And so we, we bring them or provide them buying power that they can't get as an independent contractor. And so when you, when you talk about collectively the spend that we have, which is in excess of $800 million between our, all our brands, uh, you can Whoa. go and le- you can go and leverage that uh, that strength and really drive their cost down. Okay, that's really interesting. So it kind of it gives somebody the ability to get their feet under them while still having kind of an advisor or, or people around them that can help them succeed. Yeah. So when you kind of a like a consultant, right? So every one of our franchisees have what we call a franchise business consultant that is uh, assigned to them. We work with them on a weekly basis uh, around the business. Uh, on a monthly basis, we go over their numbers line by line and help them understand uh, you know, what's working, what's not working, and where they need to improve and what they need to do to, to improve. And, uh, and we really have a, what we call a true partnership. We share the same name, so it's in our best interest to make sure that they're very successful in what they do. And, they, and when they're successful, it actually helps our brands grow. And that's one reason we've become so big over the years is because other people that are looking for a way, a lifestyle, if you will, see what our franchisees are doing, and then they talk to those franchisees to understand what we provide, and then they make a decision to join our family. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, so for me, um, like I'm somebody who I never went 
to college for a, de- a degree in business or anything like that. So trying to start out as a master electrician, although I have years of experience, you know, wearing tools, running your own electrical contracting company is a whole different deal because you take your tools off and now you're in charge of, of a company really. And so it's a whole different ball game. So having, I could see the value in having somebody around that has a larger spend that I would be able to, that has experience with marketing that, you know, um, has already gotten a lot of that stuff out of the way. I can see the value in that. Yeah. Well, so when you look at a lot of independent contractors, they still work in the truck day to day. Right. And so they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're working in the business, not on the business. And so we try to help yeah. them uh, put together a plan to help them get out of the truck and start working on the business to grow it. And, uh, you know, and kind of realize the dreams that you start out with. And so it's a lot of times they get, they get stuck and they forget about those things they don't take vacations, they don't take time off, and it really becomes a, a job versus a lifestyle. And so we try to help them understand what the lifestyle looks like and, uh, and put them with franchisees that are successful and help them, and those franchisees help them understand the process of using our systems. Okay. So, I mean, all of that sounds fine and dandy. That's the, the, the plus side, the great side sure. of the conversation, but what's the downside? So for force verse instead of me being able to go out and kind of have the freedom and flexibility all the profit everything y'all would obviously char take some of the the profit sharing or profit margins and that's how your business model works but what are sure. some of the downsides of that business model so I, so that's probably a bad question to ask me because i don't see the downsides so when you, <laughs> so, when, uh, so when you see when you what you're talking about are royalties right so they pay us a percentage of what they do each and every job if we're doing our job the right way, there shouldn't be a downside, right? So when you think about uh, operational standpoint, so we have an operation process that's very defined. And if you follow that process, it will improve efficiencies in your business, which should reduce your overhead cost, which should be a savings that helps offset your royalty. From a marketing standpoint, there's certain things you're gonna have to do as an independent contractor. You have to still market, right? Well, the thing about us is we know what you don't know most of the time because we have hundreds of franchisees that are doing it. We have people at a high level that are working with us to help us understand the changes on the internet with Google, whatever case may be. And so we should be able to drive your marketing costs down. You've got to pay for a website. You've got to pay for hosting. You've got to pay for SEO. All those things are taken care of through our system. So again, that should reduce your cost from a training standpoint. From a management standpoint, if you're training and hiring, well, you've got to create the ads, you've got to train the people, you've got to create the content. That's already done on our side. And so that, again, should reduce your cost. And then, of course, from the last, which is the finance and and the management of the numbers, we're going to help you drive your numbers. So I don't really see it as a a downside. I guess if you want to say one downside would be like, hey, you're going to have to follow a system. And mm-hmm. so some people aren't very good at following systems because they've done it their way for so long, they have a hard time changing. And that's probably going to be the hardest thing for some people. It's like, hey, I'm used to doing it this way, but now we want you to do it this way. And sometimes some people can't change. Yeah, I noticed when I started my company that I went from kind of a structured environment for years where there was a master electrician that took care of everything, nothing I really had to worry about. I just went out and worked every day. And then I put 
you know, I got the, the whole business thing going and it became something where it was like, damn, I almost miss the structure. I miss having specific things where I know what I need to do because everything's just on me to Google and read books and figure out kind of the hard way and, and make yeah. a lot of mistakes. So I, I think that that might even be a good thing for people that are just getting into uh, running a business for the first time to kind of climb out of that wearing tools thing and into something that's structured that can teach you how to run a company, teach you about the numbers, teach you about market spend and all of that stuff before you you really dive deep and end up crumbling under the weight of it all. So I, I still think that's a good thing. Yeah, the structure is good. So what a, when we have a prospect that comes to us looking for an opportunity, if they have any kind of military background, we love those people because they understand how to follow instructions, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so they're and and so it's it's uh, it's just a process. But if you're willing to change, right? If you really want to change uh, the way you're doing your business, operating your business, then you're going to do well with our structure. If you uh, come in and just continue to try to do the same things, then you're gonna, you're gonna struggle and we're gonna have regular conversations with those franchisees to make sure that, hey, here's what we agreed upon at the, at the beginning uh, in our relationship and let's, uh, let's hold each other to those agreements and those, those strategies and, and promises and let's, let's get moving. And we've done quite well with that uh, over the years. Okay. So, and did, you, did I hear you correctly? You said that the royalties, is that a percentage-based thing or is it a, a number that if I were to say I were to like blow it out of the water my first year or something like that, is it still a percentage base? Yeah, or it is, is it a, just a set? It is a percentage base. And okay. so, and, and the reason it is, is again, we, we share in that, in that relationship with the customer. The things we bring to the table from a pricing standpoint and all the other things across marketing, uh, will more than offset the, those royalties. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that's yeah. just good business for y'all. Um, yeah. and, and for both of us. So we have a vested interest in helping that franchisee grow. right? Yeah. And, uh, and we have a vested interest to make sure they're profitable because other potential franchisees are going to come look and they're going to talk to franchisees, and, uh, which we want them to do, and they're going to tell them how they're doing uh, and how we're doing as a partner. So what do you find through all of the years that you guys have been doing this? What do you find are the difference between the, the, the uh, partners that you work with that do really, really well versus the ones that you guys are constantly pushing and trying to get above board? What's the biggest difference between them? The, the biggest difference is, is the ones that are doing really, really well, right? Follow a system. They have a process. They trust the process. Uh, and they work in partnership with us. The ones that struggle from time to time, and we don't have very many, but the ones that do, uh, usually are still stuck in a truck, right? So we're trying to get them out and uh, and just follow just follow the system. So, uh, okay. but that's, like I said, those are far and few between, which makes our life a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think the biggest deficiency is in knowledge for most people coming into uh, work with y'all? So it, it's really, a, it's across all four of those spectrums, right? So we really teach things around four areas, areas, which is operations, marketing, management, and finance. And so depending on the person, it could be one of those four, two of those four, three of those four. And so a lot of times we have people that come to us that are really great operators, uh, but, don't, but can't make any profit, right, for whatever reason. So we can help them with that, that process. We have some people that make very good profit, but they can't grow their business uh, any bigger. And so they're trying to figure out how to grow it bigger. 
you know, maybe they don't understand the marketing very well. And so we help them with that process. Because if you think about marketing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little older and uh, I, I come back from the days where the, the only marketing plan was get the largest ad in the yellow pages and wait for the <laughs> phone to ring, right? Back in yeah. the 90s. And, uh, and so it's changed over the years and it changes really weekly now. I mean, something that's going on today can change tomorrow, which can turn around and change next Tuesday. And so to, write, to have the right partners to understand what those changes are and to educate the owners is very important because most owners don't have the time to keep up with those types of changes. Right? Yeah. So, so what, um, as a company at large, I'm sure you have uh, similar messaging that you want put across the board in all of your marketing, right? Because it's messaging about Mr. Sparky. It's not necessarily message about Dustin owning Mr. Sparky franchise. So do you give marketing materials and do you give ads and things that you want to go out or do I have some control in that? So it's, it's a combination of both, really. So we, uh, one, we have ads that they can put out that are generic that, and they can just put a number on it and send it out and go with it. We have ads that they can customize to their local areas. And if they have a certain message or a certain special they want to run, then we have a marketing department that they can uh, utilize to create that message for them. And that's at no additional cost. It's just part of being part of the franchise. We also have a public relations company that looks for opportunities to highlight our franchisees in their local market. So if you go okay. online, you'll, you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, Mr. Sparky franchisees that are highlighted in their local markets for whatever, whether it be a charity they support or a award they won, something they're doing around uh, COVID or even, you know, hurricanes, storms, t- those types of things. So, so okay. we spend a lot of time from a marketing standpoint with our franchisees. Uh, they, yeah, they have to, I mean, they have to use the marks correctly, right? But other than that, from a messaging standpoint, we work with them to create something if we don't already have it. Okay. So do you, what do you find is the best? Well, I come from a different generation. <laughs> so everything that I do is on this thing for the most yeah. part, you know, like yeah. most people's attention is here. So the kind of the idea of the radio spot and the TV ad and the newspaper ad and the yellow pages ad, that's all really older technology that us younger people don't use. Is that still a part of your marketing strategy or are you pretty much fully mobile and online now? So we have everything from A to Z. So different okay. markets, different markets have different demands when it comes to marketing. So you can find a major city that's going to be more uh, used to using their iPhone, and so we have that ability to do that with our franchisees. You have some more rural areas, smaller markets that are tra- old traditional, right? So that they they want to see a TV ad, they want to see mm-hmm. or, or hear a radio. Heck, some of me want to still still see yellow pages, or, uh, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but we anything from a marketing standpoint, we we have available to our franchisees, and so, uh, and we have a lot of franchisees that still use what I consider traditional marketing from a TV and radio standpoint, and do quite well because it's a strategy overall on how to grow their company. And so uh, the iPhone is one way of reaching your customer, but there's other ways to reach. And so they have a combination of marketing media they use to get their name and their brand out in the marketplace. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I've been, I've been kind of curious. It seems like the biggest way for new startups, at least, 
uh, to get business is to be ranked really high and have a lot of reviews on the you know pay, the front page of Google. When you Google electrician Austin, Texas, sure. first thing that's going to happen is a map's going to come up and it's going to have a whole bunch of little dots. And then homeowners yep. are going to sit and call all the little dots. They don't care who's who. But the second thing that's going to happen is they're going to look at the number of reviews and how many stars it has and they're going to call that. Now, if people aren't kind of hip to that, uh, it seems like a lot of older folks they will sit and scroll through all of the first page and they'll just call when they find keywords like best electrician in Austin. They're going to click that. And usually what it is is it's an Angie's List post or it's a Home Advisor post or House or Yelp. And so what's perturbed me about this whole industry and how we take in leads and how we get customers is we have a whole bunch of middlemen that are kind of in the way that are uh, intercepting the calls from customers. So we don't get a lot of direct calls anymore. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So we we spend a lot of time uh, trying to understand Google, right? And uh, that first page. So it's for us, it's like real estate. So every uh, listing on the on the first page is a plot of land, and so we want to try to occupy as many pieces of property as we can on first page, whether it be uh, our corporate listing, a franchisee's listing, a Facebook page, uh, so on and so forth. And then uh, we spend a lot of time around Google uh, reviews. And the reviews, we, sp- we have a unique way of going uh, to market that have increased our reviews substantially for our franchisees and put them in a very good position. So uh, that's one of the things that we, again, that's one of the things we bring to the table. When you look at a lot of people that operate their own independent business, they don't have time to do the digging and understand the uh, process as well as you do and, and I do. So it's, uh, it is a unique process. And if you're not on the first page today, uh, you're invisible. Yeah, pretty much. You could have the best the best <laughs> store in town out in the middle of the desert. Nobody's going to ever find it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. So you're pretty much you're agnostic with what is on that first page of, page of Google. You're just accepting whatever it is we need to be in it. And I think that's very wise to think like that rather than being irritated about something and trying to fight how it works. Yeah. Just going it, with how it, it works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is that you and I both know that's going to change, right? So what we see today on the first page is, is going to be different in six months or a year from now. And Google's always changing those things. So what's coming down the path that people haven't identified yet? And, and, the, and our job as a franchisor is to identify those opportunities early on before they happen and make sure our franchisees are in the right position to capitalize on those opportunities where other people may not have the time, effort, or knowledge to do that, that's really what we bring to the table. That's interesting. Yeah, it seems like right now there's kind of a gold rush that's happening with the attention of people and where it, where is attention right now. And uh, so a lot of the companies that I do work with, a lot of like partnerships and sponsorships and stuff, they, they realize that I have an audience and they're like, well, we could take out these ads over here and do this, or we could follow where everybody's attention is on this phone. And, you know, these people are watching videos by people. So let's try to get into there. And it's just, yeah. it's really wise that it's this kind of wide open frontier and, uh, anything goes and there's new, you know, there's like new social programs or, uh, uh, social media, you know, apps that are coming up all the time and things are just, it's a constant evolution. And it just blows my mind as a business owner, what you were doing back in the early nineties has probably changed so drastically to today and how it works. 
I can remember the process of uh, and the migration off of Yellow Pages over to the internet back in the uh, late nineties, <laughs> early two thousands, and getting people to try to understand that hey. <laughs> You need to do this, right? And so it's yeah. kind of like, ah, oh, I'm not sure I'm ready, but uh, so it's, but it's, you know, it's, it just, it's going to force you to make make the changes. So either you know, either change or die. Yeah, and that was back when the internet was slow and you had to oh, dial yeah. up and. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh, those were the days. Yeah, those were fun times. Yeah. Um, so what about your background? Have you, were you an electrician or what, what's your story? So my, my, I've been in the trades. I was not an electrician. Uh, my father actually was an electrician. So I know enough to shock myself uh, <laughs> in most right. times. But I, uh, so I, I, I started in, uh, in the franchising world as a franchisee in, uh, in the glass business and did that for about 12 years. And uh, also uh, had a plumbing company, uh, and and uh, and then sold those companies and came over to the franchise or side in two thousand and four, as president of that glass company, uh, and so and been in an executive role since then. So I love franchising, and um, you know I, I understand the independent contractors and I respect what they do and, and how hard they work, uh, but this is kind of what I you know cut my teeth on uh, at an early age. And what I believe in and, and understand, and um, you know, I, I tell people like you know, when you think about the decisions you make, and they're unconscious decisions, but when you travel and and go across, you know, where do you stay? Well, you, most of the time you stay in a brand name hotel because you can understand the service and the expectations of what a Holiday Inn Express is going to give you, right? Uh, or you usually go to a named restaurant that you understand across the country because you understand what the menu is, the service, and the food is going to be like. And so uh, people unconsciously choose brand names. And so uh, that's one reason I just love the franchising uh, model. Okay. Um, are, you, are you guys in every state? So between our three brands, yes. Uh, with Mr. Sparky, I don't think we're in every state. But... Uh, okay. But we're we're getting close, so you know we're doing some good things with Mr. Sparky this year. Yeah, I mean, just the the name recognition. Um, you know, I feel like it's far reaching. I feel like a lot of even just up and coming electricians know your brand. So, um, yeah. how many? I guess since you're not really an independent contractor, you don't have like a number of people that are under Mr. Sparky. But like within your company, how many people work for Mr. Sparky? So you talk about franchisees, employees. Yeah, like employees of franchisees and franchisees. Oh, so like wow. the whole picture that everybody that's wearing a Mr. Sparky logo. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, I would man, that'd be it'd be in excess of two thousand, right? When you're really? talking about franchisees and I mean I've got one franchisee who's a nice size uh, business that probably has almost one hundred and fifty employees just by himself. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we've we've got some good guys out there that are doing some amazing things. Okay, so that brings up a question then: If you have different levels of sizes of companies, does is there more incentive to for any kind of? Are there any more incentives for staying with y'all as a franchise longer or becoming bigger that happen after a long enough time of being with you? We do have some incentives in place uh, as you grow, right? And so when you go back and you talk about the royalties, what we have is what we call a royalty scale. Uh, and so it starts at X, and as you grow your company, it actually reduces. 
So okay. we take a we take a less uh, amount, right? And so because we want to incentivize you to grow your business, that's the one reason we do that. And so some people really love that aspect of the uh, franchise agreement, and so uh, that's worked well for us. Okay. So it seems like the plumbing side of things and electrical and even glass, like it, it's got to be very similar business models, right? Is there is there anything that's drastically different between any of them? So I, I don't believe so. Uh, now, if you talk to a per- person that understands the technical part of it, they'll say it's, it's drastically different. But from a running the business standpoint, I, I don't believe so. And the one thing that we like to do at Authority Brands, which is our parent company, is find businesses that fit under our roof that are have models that are repeatable, right? And so when you talk about me personally, I started off in the glass business, then I, then I uh, opened up a plumbing business. And the reason I did that is because it was repeatable. It was the same process, same operational process. The only difference was the technical part of it. And so from my perspective, I was a business person, not a technician. And so for me, it was easy to, easy to grasp that and open up an uh, additional model. And so we have several of our franchisees that have all three of our brands, right? So they have the Mr. Sparky, the Benjamin Franklin, and the one-hour heating and air conditioning. And they operate all three of the brands. Uh, and so I know they don't all have the same technical expertise across all three brands, but they understand how to run the business model and uh, make it profitable. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So if anybody that's watching this is interested in uh, doing this and getting a hold of you and seeing the franchise model, how would they go about it? So uh, they can go to our website, uh, which is www.mrsparkyelectric.com and, uh, and fill out a application or, or informational form, right, to uh, request additional information. Uh, there's a phone number they can call directly there as well and reach out to some of our franchise development team and we'd be more than happy to talk to them. So the one thing about joining a franchise, it's a process, right? So it's not something that happens overnight. Uh, we talk to people sometimes 60, 90, 120 days before they make a decision either to come aboard or not come aboard. Uh, we want to make sure that we have the right partners on our team, and we want to make sure that they're comfortable with us. So it's a long process. We, we encourage them to have validation calls with our franchisees. Uh, we'll walk through the agreement with them and answer any questions that they have. Uh, so we want to make sure they do their homework. We want to do our homework because our name's important to us, and we want to make sure we bring on the right partners. Okay. Is there um, is there anything that would be a hard disqualifier for an applicant or somebody that wants to do this, or something that maybe not even just a disqualifier, but a, a, a specific kind of person that would not be a good fit for y'all? You know, it, it's it's about a relationship, and so uh, we do background checks on all of our franchisees, right? We want to make sure they're financially strong, right? Because we want to make sure they 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 last long term. But it's, I can't say they're just these hard disqualifiers, right? So we're just, it's about getting to know each other. And, uh, and sometimes you, you just know if, if it's a, the right fit or not. It's kind of like hiring an employee, right? So you, you hire an employee, you work with that person for 30 days. Within 30 days, you know whether that person's going to mesh with your team or not. Yeah. And, uh, and we're, we're, it's the same process. And so we want to make sure if they, if they don't mesh, mesh with us, we're just like, hey, it's this is a, this is not going to work, and let's let's go our separate ways and still be friends and 
and maybe we can talk a different time down the down the road. Okay. Um, I had one more question and I just forgot what it was. Oh, uh, if I have an established business and I've been in you know business for a few years now and it's just not working and I need help and I wanted to add my business to your franchise, is that something you entertain? Absolutely. So the majority of our franchisees are what we call conversions. So are people really? that are yes, the people that are already in the business looking to change their business and they haven't been able to do that, right? So I talked to a person uh, earlier this week that was looking at one of our businesses and they've been in business for 20 years and uh, have not been able to grow their business. And it's him and his son and he's, he's 58 years old and trying to look for a different lifestyle, right? So he's tired of mm. getting in the truck. And so again, most of the people that come to us are conversions. We have a process for that. And, uh, and have done very, very well uh, with, a, with the conversion plan. So when you go back to those four areas that I was talking about, it's usually one or two of those areas they're looking for, and we can really help them focus on those and get their business and, and really change their life. And so when you think about me, right, and, and, and where I started, and one of the reasons I'm on the franchise or side now is, is that when I started out, I was 30 years old, I had franchisees that were mature, right, older gentlemen that helped me along the way, that mentored me along the way. Mm. And so what I look at in my role is this is my opportunity to give back to new franchisees what other people gave me when I was young, and it literally changed my life. Mm. Okay. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's, been a good, it's been a good life. Great. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Anything that you want my audience to know where they can, uh, your social stuff, where they can find you on social media? So I am, uh, I'm, I'm in LinkedIn. So it's where I usually spend a lot of my time. Uh, and uh, just search Mark Dawson, uh, Authority Brands, or one of, any one of our brands, Mr. Sparky, One Hour, Benjamin Franklin, you'll find me. I love to uh, talk to people. If you have any questions uh, about business, I'll be more than happy to answer those questions for you, whether you're interested in joining us or not. So again, I like to give back. And, uh, and so if you have a question, I'll be more than happy to, to answer it. Uh, it may be an honest answer you don't want to hear. Uh, <laughs> That's good I, though. <laughs> but, but I will answer the question and I'll spend some time with you. So I, I appreciate it. Just reach out to me. My uh, email is uh, mark.dawson at authoritybrands.co. And uh, you can always shoot me an email as well. Uh, Mark, I appreciate it. appreciate your time, and thank you so much. I feel like I learned a whole lot from you. Um, Dustin, it was, it, was, it was nice to meet you. I appreciate it. And hopefully uh, if I, when I get to Austin, I can, uh, maybe we can hook up for lunch. Let's do it. All right, man. Have a great day. All right, you too, my friend. Bye. Bye.